If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Nation. The flagship operation is the senior national team playing at the biggest platform that football offers to all Africans. So, where was he? And if he was, he was not involved in any of this, then why the disconnect? And we as a nation are supposed to have moved poles and poles ahead of all of this. You understand me? Now, if he was... I'm, I'm just looking at the hypothetical situation where the technical director was heavily involved in what we were doing. Okay, Would so we have... Yeah, 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 go so, ahead. So, Mr. Uh, uh, Ato, yeah. one, one thing that we need to understand is that yeah. the technical director's engagement is supposed to structure a foundation for the development of football in the country. Hmm. The Black Stars, you've indicated that, yes, it is the primary um, product of the Ghana Football Association that we all cherish. But the technical director did not have a role to play. His role to play, when was, he was playing a, an influential role when Sika Kuna was in charge. But since Milovan Riva took over the Black Stars, he has never played any key role. You have raised a very, yeah, very big point. So, yeah, so yeah. even, even, even in one of the meetings, right, with the president of the Ghana Football Association, and, and I, I, earlier I had, I had Gary mention that when he met the GFA president, Milovan Rivach reportedly told the GFA president, if you want to coach the team, come and take over. This was a man who was stamping his authority on most of the decisions he wanted to take. Mm. And that authority, before you go on, and that authority is one of the main factors that led the FA, and for that matter, the football public, to accept Milo um, to, to come for, for a second stint. Okay, so, so uh, let's not forget one thing. Um, I, I, sh- I guess many might have seen a post I put up yesterday saying that the GFA president is taking bullets for some others' incompetence because the back stops with him. There were so many things that the GFA president can even absolve himself from. He can't say that the decision of the coach to go with injured players was not his doing. He can't say it. Because when they had that conversation of going with a team ready to compete, the argument was that some of the injured players will be available when we progress to the next stage of the competition. You've not kicked the first ball yet, but you're already thinking beyond the group stages of the tournament and that injured players were going to come. I remember I sent an email to Ajax, and when Ajax replied me in relation to Kudus Mohammed, they said he was fit for training and not fit to play football. When I asked the conversation surrounding Mubarak Wakasu, I was told that doctors are working on Mubarak Wakasu to be ready. These were technical decisions. They were not administrative decisions for the Ghana Football Association. Those are two clear things we must understand. You ask the question about the technical data. Is the technical data coming to argue with Milovan Rivaj why you're taking injured players to the tournament? In 2008, George, in 2008, the then executive committee of the Ghana Football Association had an agreement. Let's not go into a tournament with players who are injured. And would not be available for even the first match. What changed? Where was that agreement put on paper by the then executive committee of the Ghana Football Association? If they had that on paper and Kato Kreko and his team came into office, why did they not insist to Milovan Rajvaj that we have this in place and we are not going to accept you taking injured players to the tournament? Trust me, if Mubarak Wakazo was fit, he was going to play an instrumental role. If Mohamed Kudus was fit, he was going to play an instrumental okay. role. And probably the conversation we are having today probably would have changed. But no. Minova Rival decided that he wanted to go with these players. And at this point, it is Keto Kreko who is taking the flack for the incompetence of his very own time. Un- un- unfortunately, man. yes. Mutau, George, Mutau, unfortunately, interesting thing. Um, mm. Now, uh, just a quick one on, on that line. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Keto Kreko has made comments that suggest that we should hold him responsible for player collapse. He, he's made comments that has pushed him right under the radar. He, he, he's made comments of his own that 
that that is that is going to make us hold him. Those comments were made here. Those comments yes. were made here, but his advisors, his advisors have told him. Move out. Mufta, I'm maybe talking about the recent one. Mufta, the recent. Forget, forget the last year. Forget the last forget year. The last year one. About yeah. Yesterday's one. Yesterday's one. He says that show me a player like Messi or Ronaldo, and I'll and I will and I will include him. That's what he so, says. So, oh, so indeed, Mufta, he has made that comment. We sought to suggest that he can include <laughs> players into the national team. But Milovan Rivac, even within the corridors of the Ghana Football Association, they've accepted that he's a man they cannot push over. We I agree. Muftar, you, 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 you have a fantastic line. Yeah, Muftar, you have a fantastic line there when you make the point. But you feel that the Ghana Football Association themselves also are guilty somewhere that there are some players in the squad that they have also found their way in there. So you can't complain. No, 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 no one can argue about that. Mm. No one can um, argue about yeah, that. And, 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 and George, before, before you go on, uh, uh, Muftar has okay, raised yes. a very important point here. Excellent point. Uh, that goes to... That goes to, to, to to, to strike some worry. Worry in the sense that when we get a Milovan Rajevac in our team, we're ready to put our hands behind us and listen to him and do as he says. Mm-hmm. When we have a CK Akuno or the like of his nationality, uh, you know, of his nationality, and, and, which is Ghanaian, then we can push around. So, as we look forward to taking that decision... Um, probably, you know, to, to switch him or to change and probably go get a Ghanaian. What are we looking at? Reverting to a time when we possibly are going to be pushing the person around? Food for thought. I think, I think pushing the person around there is, is quite a difficult one. CK Akuno, though he was pushed around, he had the backing of the people that paid him. He really, really had the backing of those people. As to how they were enough. still able to push him enough. about is what I cannot tell. I do okay. remember, interestingly, when they were having some funny conversation about how they should create a room to be able to invite or invite certain players who are officials or, or who are affiliated to officials of the Ghana Football Association. Clearly, some of them said, we cannot do this. And and trust me, I had a conversation with Georgia Freire a couple of days ago. Georgia Freire mm-hmm. said that during their era, he made a suggestion to Maxwell Konedu, the current assistant coach of the Black Stars. Maxwell Konedu reported him to the former president of the Ghana FA, Kwesi Nyantechi. And Kwesi Nyantechi summoned Georgia Freire to the executive committee to answer questions why he's trying to interfere in the job of the coach. CK Akuno had the power to determine who makes the national team and who stars. But I think he did not exercise that power. I'm not sure if CK Akuno decided to extend and move that. This is where we are coming to. Just a moment. Let's get on to that. George, 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 just a just a second. George, okay, quick. George, just a second. Just a second. I know, I know the conversation is getting pretty heated. but we have to go for a quick break right here. Uh, we promise ah, you we'll continue really? right on where we left off uh, when, when we come back. <laughs> we are back. This break, yeah, we are back. Hi, my name is Quisi, <laughs> and welcome to my do-it-yourself class. Today, I'm going to walk you through how to activate Momo. You can now self-activate your Momo on your phone by yourself wherever you are. It's as simple as DIY. So do it yourself. Activate your Momo wallet now. Oh, and don't forget to like and subscribe to my class. So now you know. Activate your MTN Momo account on your phone all by yourself. Just dial star 170 hash. Follow the message prompts and that's it. So go on and pay bills, make and receive payments, and buy airtime using MTN Momo. Because we're good together. We dare for you everywhere you go. We are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. 
And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627-92. Visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. Can you invest in Fortune 500 stores and more? Can you help the planet and boost your wealth with Standard Chartered Priority Banking? You don't need to stop and think. Investing with us goes further. We connect with global fund managers, select funds that suit your needs, bringing global expertise right here. We connect you to wealth opportunities that match your priorities. Join today. Call or SMS 020-222-0478. We know it's important to create a productive and supportive working environment by investing in your employees' health. With a leading international track record, Apex Health Insurance is regulated and licensed by the National Health Insurance Authority to provide medical insurance services to institutional clients, families, and individuals. Apex Student Package and International Medical Solutions are all here to cushion you. Visit Apex Health Insurance Office at Zion House, Boundary Road, Shiashi, or call 0501-683-914 or 0232-000-015. In Kumasi, we are located opposite Prempe College, Sofoline, and in Takradi, Apex Health, your preferred health insurer. What brings you to my house this early morning? I hope all is well. All is never well with me, Onik Papo. After paying three times for the land for my project, the construction workers are not giving me wahala. From material overestimation to small, small stealing, I am tired. I told you so, Efokoku. It's all because you are trying to become builders when you're corporate workers and business people. Edlam has products tailored to meet your needs. Villas 3 at Amrahia, where there are finished homes, conveniente. Also at Amrahia, where it's contemporary but super affordable apartments. Prices start from $35,000. And the Avantgarde, located in Adrigano, which has sleek luxury apartments. For more information, please visit edlamhousing.com or simply call 0270-166-166. Edlam Housing, where spacious homes cost less. Allianz, insurance since 1890. At Allianz Life Ghana, we have a wide range of life insurance packages to suit all pockets from individuals, groups, associations, and businesses. We cover your employees, your funerals, pensions, children's education, and your future. Call us on 0302-267-892 or visit our website www.allianz-gh.com for more inquiries. Allianz Life. We secure your future. Joy 99.7 FM and we're having a special edition of Ghana Connect and we're doing it with a very big crew in studio with me here at Kokomlemle's Muftal Nabila and Nathaniel Ato. And then also uh, we do have Papa Poku joining us all the way from Kumase. Uh, we had Asha, uh, Gary L. Smith and then George Adu Jr. all in Cameroon. Uh, back to you, George. Uh, the conversation was getting pretty heated before we went for, uh, for the break. Uh, so it's good you we went for it and it's good that you guys are with us we want to check out your message right now uh, we've got yeah. some more time to go so let's quickly check out gary are you on that what what, what are our listeners saying yes um, especially in reaction to the news so while we were speaking i put out the um, information that milovan's future is splitting 
the front of the GFA and the sports ministry. If you just joined us on the show, the argument for the GFA is that it will be too close to the World Cup playoffs in March for Milovan to be sacked. Also, they believe that it could be costly with everything considered. Remember, as Muftar explained, he's on a $30,000 monthly salary. He's got a nine-month um, remaining, he's got nine months remaining on his contract, 9387, 270,000 in that region is what will be paid Milovan in terms of a severance package. There's also the small matter, as Muftar reveals, of a possible $100,000 sign-on fee. So we could be going to close to $400,000 if Milovan is sacked. In reaction to that, comments, Raymond says, the FA took a huge gamble to bring Milo back with no for performance clause in the contract to save our pairs should he have been sacked. The only performance clause they kept trumpeting was a qualification bonus. Wow. People managing our football. Anthony Mensa says, I agree with the FA. Milo should be allowed to stay on. With hindsight from the Afghan experience, he's had a feel of the squad and will hopefully perform better. Tefla says they can keep him only if they can pay him. Kofi Bak Papa says... We just don't learn when did Nigeria sack their coach and how is their performance in the competition. Now, this is an important point, George, George I have to jump on. Yes, yeah. Nigeria, Nigeria sacked their coach on the eve of the AFCON, but the coach in the dugout right now, Augustine Iguaguen, was, was the technical director of the Nigerian FA, and he's been the technical director for at least two years. Mm. So what it means is that he has been involved in every decision the previous coach did for the last two years. So that is very, very key. So when he slotted into the job, it was basically like, you know, an autopilot. He knew exactly what he was part of the team that brought some of these players from the under 20 and under 23. And so he, he literally had his hand, you know, on the wheel. And that is why they seem to be having a smooth competition. Ratibongo says, who told them we'll qualify for the World Cup safe? Um, Dadilovic says, you can clearly see that the FA are using the national team for their own business. Josh Smart says, so what will happen to the FA if we keep the coach for the qualifiers and he fails to qualify us for the World Cup? And finally, Kanewu9 on Twitter says, they're let us call of our participation in the World Cup. Now, we know we the World Cup there, MFA. <laughs> okay. Okay, I like the way you got ready. Okay, all right. All right, let's do some more here on our show. Oh, we got Asha. See here. Asha, how are you doing? Are you are you good? Asha? She's here. Yes, I'm here. You are hearing things, eh? <laughs> I'm listening to Tree now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 go, we'll, go, we'll go deep into Uganda football. Don't worry. Let's, let's do the Ghana. Let's do the Ghana bit. <laughs> Mufta, I hope you are in there. Okay, uh, let me count to Papa. Papa, you know, at the time we went for the break, we're talking about the, the inconsistency in the structure. Okay, why is it that, um, you know, Lepe, the tech director, freezes when Milo is in and he's, he's all of a sudden he becomes so active, he's acting like a virus, comes in with a setting coach and he's, he's, he's not a living being, you know, when, when another coach comes in. What is the problem there? And is that the reason for um, the inconsistencies we are seeing? We need a program. You ask about Lipe, and the first thing you hear is that he's in Takrade training coaches. Well, that is part of the job description. Now, our creation board association of the FIFA Kumkaf program. That requires a grant is given to Ghana Football Association. That one of the requirements is that we have a technical director. Now, this is us. Over the years, the period we've been very successful with our football, we had people who understood football culture and policy driving the football business. CK Jemfi attached to Ohinijan for Kwame Nkrumah, it worked wonders. You move forward. Fredo Sandiodu attached to IKEA Champon in 78, it worked wonders. Same persons were around Chairman Rollins' decision in 82. You move forward, you come to 2005, when we were restructuring our football, 
the government was looking at Ben Kofi. Now, all these people we've mentioned understood the culture of our football and what it required, and they had the know-how. Now, we don't have such people in the system again because death found a way to wipe out the little we have. But Lippe's job has been restricted to let's improve the coaches we have, let's improve the, the, the things we have, is the group that took the residence of the national team coach from government and used it as their office. What is the direction of our football? We've not been able to receive answers till now. Now, Muftahu tells us that, look, Lippe has gotten to the point where he was literally going to be on a coalition course with Milovan Raevac because Milovan felt he was imposing decisions on him and it is either Milo's way or the highway. And he had complained to the FA president. Let me be candid on this very platform today and say that the lack of touch from our technical directorate is something that has really affected us during this AFCON. I'm not even interested in the pattern of play, the style of football, and the materials we selected and all that. George, if you have a sound technical director, he knows how to navigate his way with clubs in Europe and other parts of the world. I'm not trying to boast, but look, I went into Cameroon. I, I went into Cameroon knowing Kudus wouldn't play in the tournament. Why? It only took a conversation with Mike Vermeij, who writes for the biggest newspaper in the Netherlands. Then I got to Michael Reisiger through him, where they told me that, look, there's no way Ajax would allow him to come and play. Mm. So when I went into Cameroon, my first question to Milovan Rayovac was that, look, I have seen Ajax wish Ale and Onana good luck in the competition. They it's left a nice artwork. Boy. It's a nice artwork. That's they right. left out your boy. Do you still believe you come? Oh, yes, he's coming on Wednesday. <laughs> so for listeners who, who saw that story, you know, that our colleague put out, so that is where the Wednesday, um, um, Kudus Mohammed is coming on Wednesday. That's where yeah. the story came from. That's where it came from. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, George, that there was something wrong. And I feel that the technical directorate, aside failing to set us on the course for a direction for our football, it's also not helping us in our networks outside the country. And now what Muftal brings up, that there was even friction between the Black Stars coach and his technical director because of decisions. Here we are. I understand. You can't hold Katokreku to ransom. I understand. But look, if Lemon Bafo had to leave for the signing of a contract, come back to Ghana and still be in the squad, if Mubarak Wakasu has gone through all this and was still in the squad, I won the first game with him against Morocco. I was sitting next to him and Richard Atta. It was like he still felt pains. Look, all these things could have been averted. It is not an administrative decision. It is not. But look, the administrators could have enforced decisions on the technical thing. That look, this thing... Yeah. Okay. I think yes, his line is not. I, uh, yeah, his line is. Yeah, his line is. The line is even angry himself. So uh, <laughs> the line is angry herself for himself. So yeah, yeah. Atab, atab, that 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 was good. That was good there, Gary. But so you see, my my worry here is that when we put everything together, and you look at Milo, you look at Milo standing alone. You look at Milo standing alone. His decision making, his persona for the period we find ourselves in is very, 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 very difficult to work with. And I think that's what the government was trying to say, you know, that, but, but the FA are saying that they are hopeful of um, more or less motivating this guy or changing him. That's what they're trying to do. You see, yes. Now, I, everything we have done in the past, whatever period has been just factual. Now, yes. as we, we... The opinions... We try to give a bit of our opinion before we open the phone lines for the people to, to speak. It may be prudent. If you add everything, my question has been simple, George. The FA president said on our sister station yesterday morning and elsewhere that they believed 
that if there was one man who could do the job, it was Miloman. The question you ask is, what did you believe? What made you believe? Because as many a Ghanaian has said correctly, Milovan left the job in 2010. In that period, he has not kept a job. He has not held a job down anywhere on this God's green earth for six months. So what exactly did you see for you to believe yes, that in the intervening 11 years or 10 years, the man could do something. Because everywhere, Algeria, he was sacked after two games. And he was not just sacked though, George. After the first game, the players went straight to the FA and said, hey, this guy is not, he doesn't know what he's talking about. After the second game, you know what Melvin did in Algeria? He said that Yassin Brahimi, Yassin Brahimi, a whole Yassin Brahimi should be playing in defense. Do you know Yassin Brahimi? <laughs> it, is the, it is the equivalent of saying that. It is, do you know Yassin Brahimi makes me laugh? He couldn't even mention his name. You called him Porto and called Marez Lester. <laughs> exactly. So, so these are some of the th- things. Okay, look. So. Uh, as has been said, like I said, he couldn't hold a job for any less than six months. So let's do the breakdown. He left in 2010. Uh, Ali sacked him after five months. Okay. Mm-hmm. Qatar national team sacked him after four months. Thailand sacked him after their first group game in Asia. Ojea sacked him after two games. And these are these are some of the anecdotes from the places he went to. So when people say that Milovan, you, you, you heard what they, they, they told you, George? Or, yes. Or they said when, when whoever at the FA said, oh, I have a relationship, or whoever among the three-member committee said, I have a relationship with Milovan, and they called Milovan, he accepted the job immediately. Of course he would have accepted the job immediately. Nothing, nothing to be done, yes. Hey, do you know what you had, you had put, you had given him Christmas in April? What are you talking about? Of course he would have said, oh, wow, these guys, they have no idea that I've not even upgraded myself. And they are come to dash me money, which is what would explain this this is very negligent. So you see, when I hear a couple of people say that, yeah, you can't blame, I said, why can't you blame the FA? Why do you why do you why are you so negligent? The question I'm asking to the bosses at the FA, if this were your private business, if this were Ketopiku's business, which has become so successful because you know he's known as a taskmaster, he keeps he's very careful about the decisions he makes. If this were Proton Sports and he were hiring a coach for Dreams FC like this. Well, Kent Okreku and his management team drafted a contract that said that we are going for what is the equivalent of an African Cup, maybe CAF Champions League. Dreams FC have, covered, have, have qualified for CAF Champions League and you are giving somebody a, a 12-month contract. Are you going to not put a certain kind of non-performance clause in there that can free you in case the, the coach has a car crash of a tournament like Mulevan has had so yes, I hear what Mustafa is saying that some of the things are technical, it's not administrative. I hear what you're saying, Papa Poku. But we must ask the FA questions because the back stops with them. We have seen cases, but even teams like Syria, Syrian national team, they put clauses in there and when the coach did not do well, in addition to the coach not being paid a certain amount, guess what? This entire management of the Syrian national team left the job. Egypt from the last AFCON. George, you and I were in Egypt when it happened. Yeah. When they crashed out of the AFCON, the following day, the following day, Asha is seated with me, she will tell you. They all resigned. It's not just the FA president, too. Look, the entire technical team resigned. 19 ex co, 19 member executive committee of Egypt. Look, when it comes to football tradition, we, we are not classmates with Egypt. The football we are doing. Absolutely. But look, when it comes to. And George, I was telling you a couple of days ago that mm. I have, I know that Cameroon are a traditional football country. And even Cameroon, we are not their classmates when it comes to football tradition. Yeah. A, foot, a football, a traditional football nation is the one that can go to football matches today, Monday to Friday, regardless, and they'll fill the stadium. Have you seen yeah. how they are filling stadium? They are filling stadium here or not? Yeah. On, on, on Cameroon. That is a, a country with a football culture. And I say, even 
Cameroon that I say they have a football culture. They don't come close to Egypt. I don't know any African country that that can say that we we are every African country. Asha, you are here. Will tell you that oh, we love football. Football is a religion. It is Egypt that for football is they eat their football. Ghana we don't eat football. Though. Ghana we don't know football. <laughs> Trust me, we don't oh, yeah. They understand. And if if we are managing our football, that is for me. That is where I will take the unprecedented step of saying that the Kent Okraku administration must resign. You understand? It is negligence of the highest order to have put Milova Rahibat on this kind of contract. I don't I don't want to be one of those that will be asinine and and you know I will go personal and all that. But really, if this contract were not also benefiting certain people, how do you send a contract like this? I don't understand. Because you knew that this guy is coming in in a very precarious period. He's going to have a short time. So you rightly said that if you qualify us for the World Cup, I will give you this. If you win AFCON, I'll give you this, which is fine. But how do you put him, for example, on a $100,000? How has he merited it? George, that's the question. People go, that's the question. Yes, 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 yes. That's the question. I mean, and, and Gary's question. It? Yeah. Very, very legitimate. And aside that, we, we've looked at all, all the key things. If, if you were the FA president, you would not allow uh, a squad that has got injured players. What were you going to think about? Who are the players in the midfield you're talking about then? For instance, you're just talking about Thomas Pate, Edmond Addo. These guys you're going to rely on, Ababa Idrisu, the guys you're going to rely on for a whole tournament because you went there hoping that you're going to win it. You must be joking, certainly. You must be joking. And there are serious questions. Um, I'm, I'm going around for the opinions. So, Muftal, Muftal, if you're there, what what is your you know like like we say it on Asempa we like to say matters arising what is on your heart that you want to see done and badly Muftal? I want to see investment in football. Um, hey, Muftal, the investment in football, yeah, yes. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. So so I say I want to invest. I want investment in football because I think uh-huh. it's supposed to be a collective responsibility. Okay. If we really want to compete against the best, we must be willing to pay. Assuming that the Ghana Football Association decides that they want to part company with Milovan Rivac, you're asking us to bring an interim coach. The name, which is already running around within some people, is known by many people. He's been around the national team before. I am not sure that he doesn't have the capabilities to lead the national team to compete against the best in the continent. But the bigger question is, those his colleagues managing other countries who are on, say, $80,000, $100,000 monthly salaries, do you expect him to have the same motivation as those people? Yesterday, I was saying something that I think the GFA must sack Milovan Rivac. And I think they should not sack him. I think they should sack him because he knows the problem within the national team but failed to solve it. And I said they should not sack him again because as someone who knows the problems within the national team, he will be the only best fit to solve it at this point. If you bring in any new man who comes or walks into a dressing room that the atmosphere is so toxic, it's going to be really, really difficult for a person to identify the problem as fast as possible and prefer solutions to those those issues. That's why I'm saying that keep him because he knows the problem, he will fix it. Suck him because he knows the problem and did not fix it and make decisions that cost the country. Let me come back to the point I was making about the investment. I'd mentioned about Chris Hilton. Chris Hilton was a coach who was willing to come to the country with his technical team. A man who was willing to accept $80,000 monthly salary, we said we could not afford it. If you cannot afford $80,000 to pay the head coach, but you need to compete against the best in the continent, what do you go for? Are you going for someone that you are paying $30,000 now who has taken you to a tournament in a country that was here just about 2005 asking Ghana to help them join FIFA? 
asking Ghana to help them develop football in their country, and now they've been able to beat us seven years down the line. What investment have we done within that Uptown, period? What you are saying, so, Uptown, Uptown, what you are saying, 2015, um, there's a story of the president of the Comoros coming to Ghana on a state visit, and one of the key highlights of that visit was telling the president of Ghana at the time to let him meet the president of the GFA to help him develop his country's football. Yes, yes. And, yeah. and Gary, <laughs> if you just to say something, someone had told me that when they were going to join FIFA, the former GFA president of Ghana, Kwesinia Teji, was actually the person who helped them to join FIFA. Yes, so that, that yes, is clear yes. what I'm saying. So there needs to be oh. a deliberate plan in terms of our investment. Countries are catching up with us. So if countries are catching up, up with us... have caught up. They have caught, they've up, caught up. They've, they've left up. us. They've left us. <laughs> they've caught us, they've passed, now they've left us behind. Now we need to us. have a deliberate plan in terms of our investment. If we want to compete against the best, let's be willing to pay. Let me tell you one thing. Before Isaac Isiama left office, he was able to get about $500,000 from GMPC. That money was supposed to sort out some of the debts of the coaches and uh, pay other staff. Within that $500,000, couldn't we have had a deliberate plan that says that out of this money, we, are, we want to get some more? Okay, so the GFA says, uh, GMP, GMPC gives ministry $500,000. GFA, bring $1.5 million. So we want to hire a coach who want to pay $100,000 a month. It means that let's have $2 million dedicated to paying the coach for the next two years. And let's say that within these two years, if you're not able to win the African Cup of Nations, we want you to resign. We are sacking you. So there is that deliberate plan in terms of investment. There's that deliberate plan in terms of resources, logistics, and everything. You go to, to Pram Pram. It's becoming a white elephant. This was supposed to be a structure that would help the development of football in the country. Have we deliberate in terms of our development of that side to hone more talents in the country? So that is actually my area of interest. If that, we want to area. compete against the investment. best, we should be willing to investment, invest, George. A plan. Yes, Mutawa mm-hmm. is talking about investment, a plan. Gary has spoken about the Ghana Football Association resigning because they have totally, what's the word? Yes, um, bangled, they've been bangled, reckless. Bangled, bangled they've, it. Yes, yeah. yeah, they've been reckless. Legend. They've been very negligent, <laughs> reckless in the way they went about managing it. Nathaniel Ato, what, what is your... What is your uh, or what are your perturbations okay, tonight? So, what do you um, want to see happen? I was asking a question. Do we have a culture in Ghana that people will resign for failure? Let me, let me no, 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 we'll that. come to well, that. We, in, please, in, please, in activate Nat's mic. Our generation, it is, it's very, very oh, rare. Nat, your mic is still not activated. Are you there? different examples of persons and public service who have refused to resign even wait, at wait, the time wait. when you realize that your microphone, your microphone is not on. Uh, Benaya. Is Benaya there? I think Benaya's there. Benaya. Yeah. Can you hear Benaya? me, guys? Yes, yes. I think okay. there's you something with your microphone. You might want to use Muftar's mic, Misato, please. Yeah. Um, hi, guys. Okay, let me... Yeah, maybe right. use you use Muftar's mic. Or... Can you hear me now? Let's see. Wow. <laughs> guys, can you hear me? Um, it's, it's, not, it's not too good. Yeah. Or you use Muftar's mic. Let's see okay, Muftar's mic. Very well. All right, so, so, so I was just making the point about, you know, um, about not having that culture of walking away when, or voluntarily walking away when all is not so good. And I think that that is something we'd have to learn as we go along in time. Talk about the, the bit where Ghana is just marking time and, um, you know, countries are catching up with us, overtaking us. And just moving away from us and leaving us where we are, I'd like to refer to an experience I had back in the Gambia in the year 2007 when I was covering an international cricket tournament. It was the North West African Circuit Tournament, which involved uh, some West African countries and some North African countries, including Morocco and Tunisia. Now, I met um, a retired civil servant there, and it, it just was the case that he worked here in Ghana back in the 70s, in the early 70s, towards the late 70s. Now, he said to me that as of 2007, he said that he had been back in his country for at least 10 years. Back in 2007, 
this retired Gambian civil servant had refused to go to the stadium because he said, Nathaniel, I saw the likes of Mohamed Polo play, so I do not see the reason why I should go and watch the football they play here in the Gambia. And this is somebody talking about his own nation, his own home country, the place of which he's a son of the soil. I was beaming with so much pride because, you know, um, there was the attestation of the kind of quality that we have in our game. How many years down the line? We're looking at another 10 plus years down the line and the story is different. You see Gambia making headway in the age specific competitions, specifically the under 17. And then you see the Gambia showing very, very well on their initial showing at the Africa Cup of Nations. So the message must be clear. Muftal has spoken about investment, investment in the technical side of things. I'd like to just hammer a little bit on planning and the willingness of our people and our lot as a football collective to accept long-term planning. Look, um, we do realize that um, back in 2020, which was last year, when the Joy Prime channel brought all of us the unrivaled uh, coverage of the Euro tournament, we saw some teams go in there and make a statement that, listen, we're in a building process. Therefore, if we do not progress to a certain stage of the tournament, it is okay. Are we ever going to get to that stage where we can also say that for the next two to three years, we find ourselves in that building, uh, you know, in that, um, that building regime or that rebuilding regime? Because the truth of the matter is that teams and clubs dip and peak. We are in a period where we obviously have dipped and we need to take steps to ensure that we peak. And taking those steps have to be complemented with time. We are here talking about the fact that there's a lot of tight timing between if we sack Milovan Ryvak and when we appoint a new coach on the interim to take care of the two-legged ties for the last set of qualifiers for the FIFA World Cup. So in the same way, if we want to build a winsome side, then let's... Uh, I don't want to say go back to the drawing board <laughs> because that board it should be full by now. <laughs> yeah, that we've been we kept going back to the drawing board and I don't think that, that, that board is now full. Yeah. So so for me uh, in wrapping up guys, I think it is very important to accept yeah. long term yeah. or medium to long term planning because that is the way to go. The big the big the, the, the giants in world football have done it. The likes of Germany have done it. We've seen the results. They've gone all the way to winning the World Cup out of taking measures such as those. If we have the boldness and we have the big heart as a football collective to do that, then we should know that we have a very bright foreseeable future. If okay. we keep uh, pressing on 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 the people we place with responsibility to be doing the kinds of things we are doing then I'm sorry. Um, let's forget it. Um, we won't end this show. Um, Papa, Papa, before you come in, Papa, before you come in, we won't end this show leaving the players. Please. I understand we are going on with the Ghana Football Association <laughs> and we are going on with... We are not leaving players. And I know, I hope that by now, the, the players and the Black Stars, members of the Black Stars, understand that the Africa Cup of Nations is, is, is such a passionate tournament. That you can't come in and play because look, but George, have, George, have, George, I'm coming. Yeah, I know, I know, I know you will land. Coming to the players, you were yes. there. You saw their body language okay. when they lost. Yes. So you will tell us I'm more. Saying, yes, I'll tell you more. Oh, they are disappointed that they lost. See, my point is, my point is, this is my point. I have, I saw the team twice show passion in the whole tournament. Ask me which part. I saw them twice showing passion. The first time they showed the passion was when the Gabonese scored because they were waiting for fair play and they were fighting with their whole lives after, which gave us red cards. The second time I saw passion was when we were down by two goals to nil against Comoros and they began to fight. So aside all these um, things that we're talking about, which has to be fixed, our players, I hope, understand that at the Africa Cup of Nations, it's no joking. And we also have to be very, very honest with our player collapse. If this these days, eh, if you lie to yourself 
if you sit down in your corner and lie to yourself that, oh, this player is the best right back, you only go to the tournament and find out that he's the worst right back. And that is what, if you lie to yourself and say this player is the best midfielder, you will go to the tournament and you will have a little uh, brigade from Sudan. They will teach you a big lesson. And this is where the African football is at the, at the moment. If you go there and you haven't prepared and you don't have the right players, you'll be in trouble. If you take the right players and they don't go there with the right attitude, you have a problem as well. So me, this is my fire. And look, don't let us leave the players out of this. They know. They know. And every Gary, Gary, you remember, you we could yeah. see that there was a fight when Comoros were by two goals to nil. They were fighting. They were looking for the goal. Please, 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 please. Don't try us like this because the players know they are also part of it. Papa. Uh, George, uh, just before Papa comes in, let's activate the phones so that um, our listeners can join us. It's 030 Our listeners can join us now in this conversation. Should the Ghana Football Association part company with Milovan Rival? That's a question we are asking tonight. What is your position? Atta? You are Muftao for what you are interested in. We have eight of these boys, and I personally did the counting. Eight, eight of these boys wanted to leave the team after the Gabon game. Eight. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. is worse is that they, they didn't even want to tell the FA and the leadership management committee, ex-footballers around them, they didn't have the trust or possibly the courage to discuss it with them. You are there, they will send you WhatsApp messages, let's talk. And then we call them, and then they are giving you this information. Why? Because many of them believe that no matter how they train, the coach will not play you. The coach has a score that he uses, and he wouldn't even make changes. For those interested, for those listening to us today, my worst moment at the AFCON was in the Gabon game when Andy Yadom got injured and asked to be substituted, and he was ignored. Player was crying. He says, change. Me. And then... They didn't have a choice. Uh, at a, at a, let, let, let's go on the phone now and, and speak to some of our callers. Hello? Hello, good evening. Good evening. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, my name is Magdubu. I'm calling from Takwadi. Thank you. Uh, thanks Thanks for calling. In fact, uh, what is your position? Did the GFA sack Milovan Rivat? Oh, sir, he shouldn't have even come to Ghana. Hello? If he, hello? Yes, please, if I can he, hear you now. Yeah, he shouldn't have even stepped foot here in Ghana. GFA should have sacked him at Cameroon. He is a failure, a total failure. He is the most disappointed coach ever in the world. Oh. And our our players, this this current blaster players, I think the best we can do is is to dissolve all of them, stay away from calf uh, competition for two three years. Let's rebrand ourselves, rebuild the team, and come back. And I think okay. something better will come out from it. With okay. our current but, state, but this is, uh, But is yeah. Milovan actually a failure? Because the GFA gave him four things. First, um, build a competitive team. Two, mm-hmm. make sure that the team uh, reaches the highest FIFA ranking. They said up to 30. Ter- uh, the third one was qualify Ghana to the World Cup. And the fifth one was, uh, the fourth one rather, was to win the AFCON. Hello? Win the AFCON. Eh, he's made as the worst in AFCON. Hello? I hear you now. Um, should I go have a part company with Milovan Rivaj? Oh, of course. That's an absolute yes. Milo must go. Um, Milo Goon should also go with uh, some of the administrators at the GFA. Tukoku must go. He made fun of CK and said, this is not my time, Akwe. But look at what Milo just did. Tell it, this is absolutely bonkers. It doesn't make sense. I don't know why in Ghana, when people do something and they are supposed to resign, we sit in a position and argue and make... Statement as if we are now fighting for the position. Charlie, you've displayed for the whole world to see. You are not fit for purpose. Both Milo, Kate, and all the other people who took decisions for them not to be embarrassed as such. Say why? You say bring back the love. Are you sure you are really bringing back the love? And you see, we must ask this question. If a black man cannot coach a football national team, can a black man be the president of Ghana? Thank you very much. <laughs> is, it, is it the president of the Ghana, Ghana FA or president of Ghana? Which one? President of Ghana, Ghana, if we can't get a white, uh, if we can't get a black coach to coach the football national team, can you look around the whole country and say you can pick a black man to be the president of the country, Ghana? No, no, then I don't think so. Then if I left, give my white person, make he also can be the president of Ghana. It doesn't make sense. 
We will get a black person. That's quite interesting. Thank you very much. I have an interesting message that says that, uh, good evening, the problem is not only Coach Milo. The GFA, as well as the Ministry of Youth and Sports, should be held equally liable. Secondly, since the GFA signed the contract without input of the ministry, the GFA should foot the coaches' bills. Thanks. This one is from uh, is from Mr. Amorin. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Uh, what is your position on the future of Milo Van Rijvaert? <laughs> you shouldn't even be asking this question. It should have been back way back in Cameroon. Acha kutupa. Straight back to the <laughs> Actually, see, this guy in a normal Ghanaian footballer can be handed this job and will be executed very well. Just get the right people to do their job for you. I then wanted to find out whether there was a clause in Milo's um, contract where it's, it's not supposed to sub a player. When no, no, I, no, 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 no. I've, re- I've read every single word in the contract. Uh, there was nothing like that. So why would you wait to like, uh, like three minutes uh, to the end of the game before it comes up? Look at a game between the uh, Gabon and the Ghana. Look at this guy, Zahaku guy. Look at the way he played. Exceptionally well. He played so, 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 so well. And if you don't know this guy, you might think he's a pro. But he's just a local player. I was expecting him to be feeding most of these local players. Just to get... Master, the foreign-based players are not ready to die for the country. That's it. Okay. And for me, I think the next time this call-ups come, there should be a good contract. Maybe in one of the clauses. If you are ready to die for the country, just sign and go. If you are not ready I to hope, die... I, I, hope, I hope the word die is not the literal <laughs> meaning of the die you're looking for. <laughs> I hope you know the meaning of that. Like, kill yourself for the country, I mean. Like, going the extra mile, performing at the highest level, and putting up your best. That's what I mean by dying for the country. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello, good evening. Hello. Hello. What is your position in relation to the future of Milovan Rivac? Yes, good evening, good evening, good evening. Okay. But not really. I would have said that uh, the coach didn't go. Because I, I'm of the view that if you give a job to a CEO, you should be given an ample time to be able to turn the company around. Assuming Tana Blaster is a company. However, a certain benchmark has been set already. When our local coaches go on tournament, the CRPR qualified Ghana to the World Cup, first one were knocked out and got sacked. The CRPR took Ghana to Egypt. He was able to go to round 16. He lost. He was stuck. So then what are we waiting for? This is a clear benchmark that has been set. So all we have to follow suit. It's the same GFA who fired Kutapia and they fired Siki. So what are they? Why are they defending it? Kutapia contract was not end, did not end. And they terminated it. Kutapia's contract was, expired. It expired on December 31. Okay, fine. What of CK? CK's contract was terminated. It was barely so, six months What end. are we waiting for? It should be the same. That is the benchmark that I'm talking about. It's not like he's saying, Matra Makwe. If you underperform, you have to be fired. Okay. Uh, now, <laughs> now, let me speak to my last caller now. Thank you very much. Let me speak to my last caller now. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Uh, what is your position in relation to the future of Milovan Rivers? In fact, he's a useless coach. As far as Blaster is concerned, he's a useless school that we shouldn't entertain at all. And the GFA itself, Kekriku, is something else. I feel no call you Messi make Christian Ronaldo or Ghana. Was he not in Ghana before the Blasters went to uh, Afcon? We have good quality players in Ghana, more than the useless things we see on the foot last time. That broke our hearts. We have quality local players that we could have even used only local base players that could have performed well. Check the list. The players that came from outside. What was their input? Zero. It was total zero. They are just waste. The GFA president can prefer uh, whatever they call themselves. They should all be stuck. In fact, and uh, President Nakufaru should dissolve the entire GFA board the blasters and all the all the people around GFA, the, like Ministry of Sport and whatever, they should dissolve all of them for at 
for about three years, then we form a new GFA and a new blaster. That will amount to an anonymization committee. But I appreciate, I appreciate your point. Thank you very much. And that was my last caller now. Now, um, George Adegenia, Atapoko, Gary Alsmate. Do we still have Osha around? Uh, or she's uh, gone? Yeah. Uh, let me let uh, Atapoko wrap up first. Ata, what are your final words? Uh, I think Atapoku no, is no. left. No, is left. So Atapoku is no longer with us. George, your final words? Yeah. Oh, my final words, just reminding everybody to uh, support them tomorrow uh, at 12.15. You want to join us. We are looking at the pros and cons of getting Milo out or retaining him. We've also got sports review in the morning at 7 a.m. You want to join us. Partly coming to you live from Cameroon. And we pray that the Black Stars will be fine, Charlie. We have to just pray. Hey, we've been praying. Uh, we need to pray finish. Um, <laughs> Gary. Pray pray Gary, your final comments. Yeah, as for uh, the GFA president to resign and uh, other people, so if the GFA president does not resign, what what should be the other option? Well, I mean, I I I saw. He can't come and kill himself. He can't come and kill. Believe that the GFA president <laughs> will not resign. Um, yeah. It's not a culture. Uh, you know, he is. He they won't resign. So the next best thing, I mean, I don't know, is the Milovan question. Um. I am caught in a bit of a catch-22 because, you know, it can be costly. And I'm thinking from the taxpayer point of view right now, $270,000 and then bringing a new coach, what is going to be his roommate? Are you going to, what are you going to pay the person? Is it going to be an interim basis? If that coach qualifies Ghana for the World Cup, is he then going to take Ghana to the World Cup? You know, all those questions. So, yeah, I'm not too set on that, even though I think that Melvin has shown us enough you know, he has shown us enough to 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 be clear that he's not taking us anywhere. You know, I don't buy the GFA argument that, um, yeah, he's now going to listen. No, 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 no. I don't buy. If I ask him to bring his, bring his report by Monday. Yeah, I they think when bring it, his report by Monday. They'll, they'll, it will give an idea of what to do. Yeah, so we'll see. But in the interim, though, um, we have a core team of very young players who are re- very, very good. It is my humble plea that, you know, whoever comes in, there'll be a concerted effort to build a team around them. And most importantly, meritocratic, meritocratic collapse. You know, it's a huge issue, no matter who will come in. Let's have merit. Let's have merit. Ajiman Bedu said this morning that his, Ajiman Bedu says that Black Stars has collapsed. That's what he said this morning. And that the lack of dishonesty right now is the biggest problem we have. Forget all those five-year development plan. He believes that if we were honest enough, this AFCON with our collapse, with some of the basic things, we wouldn't be here having this conversation. So, um, yeah, God bless us all. God bless Ghana. And uh, thank you to everybody who listened. I appreciate it. Sports preview is tomorrow morning. George, you forgot to mention. On TV. 7 a.m. on the Joy News channel. And then yes, sports review. Yeah, I, I wish I could also share my final comments, but there's an interesting um, proposal that's on the table that um, the next technical team should do away with players who played in the 2014 World Cup and 2015 African Cup of Nations and build a new team. It's a proposal, but let's see what happens, whether it will be accepted or not. It, it will be interesting to see what happens uh, next. Um, up next is Woma. We are going right away to Tema. Where the weekend warmer. <laughs> Up next, we are, we are going to right away to Tema, the where Labadi, where D Black is standing Labadi. by with weekend warmer. Yes, the weekend. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't DJ Black standing by yes, with weekend warm up at Labadi? Yes. So we are going straight away to Labadi. Let's go and warm up. It's, yes. it's, it's, yes. Let's go and warm ourselves. You know, you know the Hamatan, it, it makes every place cold. So go and warm up. Weekend warm up is there. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Bye bye and good night. Bye. Good night. And for who he is and for what he has achieved with Ghana, we firmly believe that this is not Matramakwe. This is not Matramakwe. This is not Matramakwe. Because he's done it. He knows Ghana. He knows our culture. He knows our players.
with the ball out to the right hand side then trying to find a nice way around the Ghana left back and he might go around Amate and now the ball is in there Mchanga still with a the chance they hit the shot and it's the Comoros Island who have scored the first goal what a sucker punch for the Black Stars Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 